Welcome to the WRSU Crew, the revolutionary show to hear all things sports, from your very own Rutgers Athletics to the hot topics in all professional and collegiate sports from around the globe. Coming to you from your own Rutgers students. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your ride with the crew. Friday. Welcome back to the Friday crew. Apologize for technical difficulties there. Uh, we, I, I'm Brett Hahn. Join alongside. I'm Brett Hahn. Join alongside Jake Mystel. 4 p.m. on a cloudy Friday afternoon. John Harnett will be joining us shortly. And Jake, how you doing today so far? I'm doing great. I'm 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 having a good time. I'm excited to watch the Yankees tonight. Watch the Giants on Sunday. And there's definitely no other sports going on this weekend that I will be caring about. Nope, not at all. <laughs> yeah, and you know, for for the NFL, I mean, there's been a lot of good action going on so far. It's something we're definitely going to cover later on in the show. Um, but I want to start out with. Uh, on the same theme of football with your Rutgers Scarlet Knights, oh, um, right. co- coming off a very tough, c- coming off a very tough um, defeat at the hands of Iowa, twenty-seven to ten. Definitely a game Rutgers should have won, but just sloppy offensive play, a lot of turnovers, and you know turnovers. Unfortunately, they lose you the game. I mean, you, you just you can't have that happen. And Rutgers, unfortunately, uh, some subpar quarterback play yet again. That's something that hopefully can get addressed later on in the year. But it's not going to get easier tomorrow, Jake. Take it on the Ohio State Buckeyes, number three team in the nation. Yeah, no, it's not going to get easier tomorrow. But you know what? I, I want to I want to back up a sec because, you know, you're talking subpar quarterback play. I don't want to knock Evan Simon too much because he had probably his best game of the year, you know, two interceptions aside in last game, you know, getting the bulk of the snaps. He didn't play terribly. Just that the offense couldn't get a rhythm going against Iowa. They had the two turnovers taken back for scores, you know, in the first half, and that just kind of killed any momentum the Rutgers could have possibly had. That said, it doesn't really matter how well Evan Simon plays in this game against Ohio State because they're playing against Ohio State, which uh, in Columbus, yeah, no, it's a loss. I, I, I could break down the game and every reason why Rutgers would lose, but honestly... That that feels unnecessary. <laughs> like it just it feels like a formality. This game. Yeah, and I I believe the only one in studio here that actually predicted Rutgers to win was our general manager Dennis Geisler. But but I think he's doing more so for the jokes than actually like thinking that hey, Rutgers is going to win this what? game. If he's right, if he's right, we are going to have a parade. <laughs> Dennis, if you're right, if you're listening to this episode right now, I will Venmo you ten dollars if you are right. But that is how much I believe that. Rutgers will not win this game. Now, that's not hate on Rutgers. Listen, they they put together a solid start to the season, but you know, uh, you know, you, you were kind of alluding it to it before, Jake. I, I, I also want to say, Evan, Dennis, if you're listening uh, from Columbus, Ohio, how'd you enjoy physics? <laughs> right, and, and and you know, kind of what you were saying before, Jake. Uh, Evan Simon, yes, he had one of his best games, but we, I, I think we gotta, you know, kind of look at it from. Uh, not an outside perspective. Look, look at it from a different perspective. What does a Rutgers quarterback's best play do? It still doesn't put you in a position to win. I, I they're they're not they're not bad athletes, but but this team, you know, realistically, ever since they got to the Big Ten, is still trying to find their footing. And, and, and I understand, you know, it's it's hard to recruit. You got a lot of competition. Ohio State's one of them. I mean, they're a powerhouse. 
you know, Alabama, same thing, like the Clemsons, the LSUs. I mean, they're they're just established programs that are going to continually bring in top recruits. Rutgers hasn't reached that point yet. Now they're on, they're on a path towards making their team better. It's just that that I I feel like that's not the now, and we you know we we want it to be, but so far I haven't seen it. I I really hope what I'm saying right now is going to get proved wrong and that I can be laughed at. That's the whole goal of saying all this, but you know, it, just based on just based off of what I've seen, I mean, it, it, if you can't put up more than ten points against an Iowa team, I mean, granted their defense is their defense is pretty solid in yards per play, but they weren't forcing many turnovers. You you, you got to look at that through a microscope and wonder what can we do differently. Yeah, I mean, it it's been an uphill battle since they've gotten to the Big Ten, and, you know, I, I, I think from that perspective, they've done really well considering that they are inherently gimped from the get-go in terms of recruiting and in terms of just, you know, the overall talent differential between them and their opponents. You know, they've done a good job of—they've done a pretty good job, especially since Shiano has come back, of, you know— closing that gap between them and their opponents there's still a ways to go but I think they can just continue to compete against you know some of the some of the weaker teams in the Big Ten that I I don't think they'll get the level of Ohio State because you know I mean Ohio State's Ohio State but they might be able to get to the level of Michigan or even Penn State yeah and and kind of going back on that point on how Shiano you know is trying to not trying, excuse me, how Shiano is building the program back. And, and there's definitely been improvements. Now, now there's no there, there's no declining that. Um, I, I mean, we, we we look at the Chris Ash era and we wonder, you know, could it get better from here? But Shiano has... We don't think about the Chris no, Ash era. No, we, we, <laughs> no we, we try not to. But point being that Greg Shiano has elevated the play of this program. He's made the program more attractive. Samuel Brown, a four-star recruit running back. I, I mean, and uh, among other talents that have come here Gavin Gavin Wimsat as well um you know I we, we were kind of talking about on Nightline last week's game we, you know it's time to see what he can do um because you know co- college football is in the NFL and and guys are constantly rotating in and out but that's something else that is up for debate in circles but point point being that um that that Rutgers you know even though it doesn't reflect in the record and honestly, right now, it's not reflecting fully in the play. They are still light years ahead of where they were. And I, I want to ask you, Jake, based on that, what do you like? We've come to a consensus here that it's highly unlikely that Rutgers wins this game on Saturday. What do you want to see from them to just show that they're continuing to improve? I want to see them fighting the entire game. You know, they're going to get down. They're going to get down early. They're probably going to get down three scores early. And that's fine. I don't what I want to see is for them to keep competing in this football game as though the score is tied, nothing, nothing, whatever. You know, just keep going out there, you know, attempting to ass, you know, assert their will against Ohio State. It might not work, but I think that's the way they need to play this game because some, something will break through, and it's better than just lying down for an opponent you know is going to beat you. I completely agree with that. And, you know, the the, the whole talk of this week uh, ha- has been intensity. You know, it. You know, y- they can do, as you were just alluding to, Jake, and, you know, realize that Ohio State is going to come in and, and demolish them and 
just sit down and let it happen. But that's not the way Rutgers is thinking. That That's not the way in the back of fans' heads and in the back of our heads here at Station. That's not the way we're thinking. We're saying what what is a probable outcome, but realistically we do not want to happen. And for Rutgers to have a chance at this and for Rutgers to you know, show that they're continuing to make strides, they have to fight from the from the beginning whistle to the last one in the fourth quarter. And I think that's something under Shiano that's changed too. This team is very, this team is in it. This team is playing a full physical intense brand of football and I fully expect them to come out here and do it again. Will it reflect in the stack will it reflect in the stat sheet and on the win column? That's that remains to be seen. But but if they just continue to do what they've been doing, I mean th- that's all you can ask for just to go down with a fight. And again, if somehow they can do the impossible, then we're having a parade, parade on College Avenue. Simple as that. Doesn't matter if we double win another game. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'll be celebrating from my house if they pull it off. I mean, actually, it won't be from they, my house. They, Excuse me, it'll can- be from here in they'd studio. Have to, but they'd have to <laughs> cancel class for a week. Probably, and and you know, I, I, I'm I'm hoping for the sake of uh, you know, for the sake of Nightline that they do win. Because that'll be like that would be potentially oh the craziest nightline experience. It would be the of craziest all time. nightline experience of all time. I mean, we can sit here and fantasize about all the ideas. You know what? You know what if they win this game? You know how could they win this game? Let's be real; they're not going to win. But it's fun to think about them winning. And again, just to kind of go back to my point. I want them to play as though they can win, and play the entire game as though they can win. It's going to it's gonna be demoralizing at first, but they just got to push through it because you're not going to get better. You're not going to be able to beat teams that are good if you don't believe it throughout the course of the whole game. Exactly. And, you know, the, the, the mental pressure of this, you know, begins at the start of the week with, with the media speculation, with, you know, just just looking at the Ohio State rank, looking at their team, looking at what they've been able to do on their schedule. And, you know, for and for the Buckeyes, I mean, they're 4-0. Their last game, they demolished Wisconsin 52-21. to And week before that, I mean, granted, it's Toledo, but they put up 77 points. You know, so you go into the beginning of the week and, you know, you you know what they've done and that can be that can be intimidating. And then you get to the game and, you know, if something doesn't go your way, that's another mental test. Like, you know, do we have what it takes to fight back or are we just going to sit down and we're going to we're going to give up? And that that's, you know, kind of what we've been alluding to here the whole time and something that's going to test Rutgers to its core for like not only from the beginning of this week on, but it's going to test them the most on game day itself. Yeah, I, I, I want them to really come out firing in the passing game. You know, doesn't matter which quarterback they use. Doesn't matter if they use both. I want them to come out swinging with the passing game. Doesn't matter if it doesn't go their way. I want them to do that because we know they have a, a good running game. What matters is that they need to believe that they can get things going, you know, throwing the ball. And they just need to get that experience throwing against a team like Ohio State because, 
you know, I mean, th what have we seen so many times? They come out throwing against a team like Ohio State. They throw an interception, throw a pick six, and then they just don't throw the ball like ever again for the rest of the entire game, and they just lose like 56 to nothing. And yeah. Also, before we continue, uh, we would like to welcome into WRSU studio wearing his blue Mets hat and blue Pete Alonso jersey. It is John Hartnett. Welcome, John. How you doing today? What's going welcome, on, Welcome, buddy. Sorry for my tardiness. I was working on a group project with my group hey, in the basement. No, no, no big deal, John. School support. Hey, no, nobody here said you're tardy. You just exposed yourself. So. School, school <laughs> is important. But, That's a good point. But... Um, you know, John, we, we were talking about this Rutgers football game coming up tomorrow. Uh, number three, Ohio State taking on the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Um, Jake and I were kind of diving into how mm -hmm. this is, you know, this is going to be a mental test for the guys. And, you know, it started at the beginning of the week with the media speculation with just looking at past results from Ohio State. And it, it can get even it's going to get even tougher on game day when, you know, just the momentum of the game and different things happen that might not go Rutgers way. So I, I wanted to ask you, how, how do you think Rutgers is going to handle this pressure and what, what kind of things do they have to do to just show that they're improved to compare to where they are in years past? I th Well, I think going into this game, I think we all understand, we all have a very good idea what the result's going to be. But I think how – if Rutgers goes out there and just gives up in the first quarter and just kind of lays out, and I'm sure Simon's going to start on, uh, on Saturday. Do we have a confirmation of who's going to start? I mean, uh, Shiano never confirms the day of. This, yeah, this is Greg Shiano, so no, we don't have a confirmation. We don't have a confirmation. We're speculating it's Evan Simon, but again, we'll find out literally probably at 2.45. We can make an educated <laughs> guess. <Tomorrow. laughs> we, can, we can make an educated guess that it, is, that it will be Evan Simon. But right. I'm just going to look. I mean, just try, try, I mean, attempt to make it competitive at least. Like, I don't want to see this. You know, last year was pretty brutal. But, like, just go on, go on fighting. You know, make a few good passes, make a, have a few good drives. Maybe Simon can show us what he has. I mean, he's a young young guy. He uh, he was, was didn't have a great game last week, but he showed. I I think he showed glimpses of what he can do. Like he can, th mm -hmm. you know, he's 15, 20 yard passes. He's he's alright with that. He can't, you know, he's not gonna make a Josh Allen type like you know, going ninety eight yards. Like you know, my biggest thing is don't don't quit. Like make, be competitive. That's my biggest thing. Sorry, I think I think we're all on the same page here. Sorry if that didn't make any sense. I'm, I'm still like in. No, it no, makes, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you just said word for word verbatim what Jake said over here. So, Are you so yeah. So, so, I mean, so we we all agree here. Great, great minds clearly think alike. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we all agree here, and you know, just just for Rutgers, Ohio State's gonna be a big test. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just looking ahead at their schedule, they they have number four, Michigan, and number 11, Penn State, as two ranked opponents. Or no, and Minnesota, excuse me, as the three ranked opponents um, left on their schedule. And the, the rest of these games, I mean, you got Nebraska. It's looking a little bit rejuvenated. Indiana, I think that's a winnable game. And, and Rutgers, you know, versus Maryland, which I don't know. It's debatable. I mean – it's not my cross, so I mean, they may have a chance. <laughs> I exactly. I I like Tua's brother, but I think he does have a name of his own, you know. I yeah. I, I believe it's Talia or something like T that. Yeah, Talia Tagovailoa. That's his name. That's a good name. But um, he, you know, I I I like him, but look, I also think that can be a winnable game. So, and, and Michigan State, you know. Don't sleep on them. They haven't had the greatest start, but that's going to be another game that will test Rutgers' uh, 
grit and determination and just physical brand of football. Um, so they don't have an easy stretch ahead of them. And Rutgers football on the quest to on on the quest still to prove themselves and establish themselves as a front runner has its work cut out for them. But I think they're doing a great job of showing that they're ahead in their progress. I mean, after last, I mean, last week's game. I'm sure you guys covered last week a little bit, but like last week's game was just brutal. That was I mean, awful. Allowing, allowing two defensive touchdowns. I mean, how many points did Iowa score? Thirteen, ex- ex- excluding the the two uh, the pick six. Yes, and the, and thirteen the points. Thirteen points. I mean, I'm mean, also there to say. I mean, you can't you can't allow two defensive touchdowns, and um, that was a winnable game for Rutgers. It, it's just brutal. Again, it's just it's. I mean. It's gonna be hard walking into Ohio do, do State. Do we do we have your uh, brutal sound soundbite yet? <laughs> it's gonna be brutal. I uh, I'm sure uh, uh, you guys are gonna get some good uh, good good hotkeys from me. I'm sure, I think we have some already from the first few weeks. Um, Beautiful. The best ones from the I have some really good ones in the summer. But like I mean, it's gonna be hard to to, to walk into Columbus and then with this you know after this Iowa Iowa loss. Um, but it's just I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm still like kind of organizing my thoughts still, but like my biggest thing is just be, just try to be competitive. Don't go on swing. I mean, try to make try, if you lose by like 14, that's a, that's a one, that's a W, I think, for Rutgers. If they if they lose like I don't know, like 61, if, if they lose 42, by only two scores, I'll be very happy. I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll still throw a parade. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I'll blast Narco on my car on, uh, driving down College <laughs> Avenue. I chop it. I put Narco on my uh, on my playlist today, uh, yesterday, I think, mm. and I was blasting it for leg day today. Nice, and, nice. And you know, it, it, it's a pretty motivational song. Oh yeah. But you know, I I will admit, you know, you you, you can attest to this because we were doing last week's game in studio mm-hmm. when the A's put ten runs up on Jacob Degrom and the Mets, and all they were doing through the, throughout the game is playing Narco, and I just wanted to bang my head on the table. So was Rutgers. They were playing Narco a lot. No, really? no, that, that's what I was just saying. Rutgers was oh, playing Narco oh. a lot. Oh, right, and sorry. And I wanted sorry. to bang my head on the table because, yeah. you know, when the hell, like, the Mets lose to the A's? The poverty A's. Nah, dude, it's, it, wow. it's the A's who it, get no it, fans. It must be a New York baseball thing. I don't know what it is. Because, I mean, no because both the, the, the Yankees and the Mets got beat by the A's in Oakland. Yeah, brutal. It's just dumb. I, I I don't understand it. We got baseball coming up later yeah, we'll, for you. Yeah, we'll an definitely hour yeah, dive into. We will get top we will half get of the to second that. hour. Stay tuned for we that. We'll get to that mm-hmm. in hour two, so you look forward to that. Yeah, but you know, just just looking at Rutgers football, you guys have any final thoughts? Um, no, not really. <laughs> Biggest thing John. is I'm gonna look. I'm gonna take a. I mean, the game's obviously gonna be take a take a. Oh, I'm sorry. You got the spot. Slow down, John. You, yeah, yeah, slow yeah. down. Formulate. <laughs> the game, obviously, being football games begin and end at the quarterback. Right. The biggest. I'm gonna take a close. I'm gonna have a close eye, Evan Simon, this week because he's a young guy. It's a big. I mean, Ohio is a, a big team. I mean, physically, they're both, they're all big, and it's you know, yeah. uh, Rutgers is not expected to be to win this game. I want to see how he performs. Just I want to see. I want to see that grit because he did have some grit last week. He didn't have. A great game, but he, sh- I think he showed something. Now I would, lo- I, want- I would love to see how he bounces back after last week, and that's why I'm gonna, that's why I'm gonna leave it. Just have my, just, you know, keep a close eye on Evan Simon, see how he performs. I, 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 I like the, I like the sound of that. I'll be looking at him too. I want to see the mental toughness. That's what I want to see. That's the biggest oh, thing. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> I'll be looking at him too, though probably more in the second half because the Yankees will still be playing <laughs> when the game starts. I'll probably be watching them more because. Yeah. Uh, 
Why would I watch Rutgers play Ohio State instead of watching Aaron Judge? Because you're, <laughs> c- you're a Rutgers fan. Of course. You're not going to watch your team I, in battle? Well, I guess you're watching your other team in battle, uh, but come on! I, I, I was a Yankees fan. <laughs> what are you doing? For, I, was the, I was the Yankees fan first, so uh, sorry about I'm that. Gonna take a word out, I'm going to take a phrase out of John's vocabulary here. Don't be a schmuck. There you go. All right. I, 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 I am being no schmuck. It's so fun to say, right? No, I, I, honestly, I, it is. I, I am being no. I still schmuck. like Gabagool I, I, better. I think. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. I think. Uh, I think my family would be would consider me a schmuck if I picked records over the Yankees. <laughs> well, that's a different story. You gotta, you know, that's family stuff. But you have the support of Scarlet Nation here. Well, I support the Scarlet were. Nation. I just, I just have my priorities. <laughs> oh, uh, Brev, I don't know if you know. Uh, well, I guess we'll open hour two with this, but a delivery came in this weekend. This this week, excuse me. Well, 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 we have that coming up. Yeah. Um, can't we just talk? <laughs> we'll don't, we'll don't, don't spoil it for the people yet. No, can, can we I just know talk? What this no delivery spoilers. is. Because I'm just saying, a delivery came in. Can, a delivery came can in. We just I'm talk excited to hear about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can we just can we just talk and get really interesting? But first, we have locks of the week coming up after mm-hmm. this short break. Stay tuned for Rutgers Rutgers football taking on Ohio State tomorrow. Pre-game starting at two thirty. Dennis Geisler and Dylan Allen have the call. John Harnett. Myself and Arnav Sarkar will be here in studio to give you the pregame, halftime, and postgame analysis. But with that, we're going to take a quick break. Locks of the week on the other side. I'm Brett Hahn, joining alongside Jake Mastel and John Harnett. Stay tuned on WRSU 88.7 FM New Brunswick and online at WRSU.org. Locks of the week, Friday crew, where uh, unlike what Jake Mystel thinks, you should take our gambling advice here on the crew. Hey, hey, Bro. if you took my advice on Wednesday, then my lock of the week hit. Because That's exactly Aaron my judged. point, and you told people not to take it. No, I and told people, lost people that on, money. I, I, that on Wednesday I told them to take my advice. Fair enough, but <laughs> today but, <laughs> I say don't take our advice. <laughs> but with that, you know this is locks of the week. Brett Hahn joining alongside Jake Mystel, John Harnett, and and boys. Um, J- John, you're keeping track of the locks, right? Because yeah, what do, trying, do, 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 do you have them? Do you have them like not mixed up this time so we know what <laughs> so we know what we did last week? Because um, I'm not gonna lie, like you know I'm a schmuck and I don't keep track of these things, so I kind of rely on other people. I'm not gonna lie, gents. I don't even know what I said. <laughs> I've kept track of the locks. I didn't keep track of last week's. That's crazy. No. Apologies. Apologies. No. I, I got distracted. What did I even? <laughs> what did I predict last week? Now I have to. Now I, I have to go I back. I believe my lock was Bears over the Texans. Oh, I remember what I had. I gave Davis with a. Oh no! Wait, that that was my own. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that was my own that I lost on. I picked the Bills uh, Dolphins game. I believe. Who did you pick? What did I Bills. pick? Bills. Oh. That's just, rough. One, one sec. I really need to start putting all these in a bet slip so I remember what I do. Um, yeah, I picked the Bills Dolphins. They lost last week. Yeah. Okay, I'll t- I'll try to do a better job of this. I, I you know I, honestly I don't remember what I did. I, I'll just count it as another loss. <laughs> you know, like the only one. It that, is what it is. <laughs> I think the, the biggest so. the biggest one. Sorry, I keep Kenny. I'm sorry. Um, the Jets the Jets lock did make it. Uh, before week two, that crazy game where they won like uh, let's see, I believe it was against. Come on, come on! You're a fan. I know, I know I this. All the weeks Let's see if you can together. get it. Let's you're see fa- if you can get it. You're a fan, the Johnny Boy. The, bra- the poverty there Browns. You go. There you go. I'm sorry. Cleveland. Oh. <laughs> you guys have a lock? I I have a lock. Good. Sir. Um, I am going to be picking the Seahawks Lions game this Sunday, 
1 p.m., October 2nd. We are getting to October, fellas. Best month of the year. Without question. Um, I am going to pick a winner. The Lions are at home. I picked them to win, but I'm not just picking that. I also believe the Lions are going to score four or more touchdowns in this game en route to a win against the Seattle Seahawks. That is my lock of the week. Book it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. J- John, you have one or you want me to go first? I can go. Uh, I'm going to baseball because the these I'm not touching the uh, the Mets Braves series right here in mind. <laughs> I am going to go to the Brewers Miami game. Oh, Marlins playing spoiler. Very good. I want to see their lifetime record against above 500 teams in September. Franchise. I want to pull that number up maybe tonight and I'll let you guys know. But the uh, the Miami Marlins are playing the Brewers, who are kind of in a slump, but they're trying to they're in a they're in a a a, a better slump than the Philadelphia Phillies are because they've lost ten of the last thirteen. Brewers, Phillies, why are you like this? Don't know what's going on. Um, I Alcantara is on the bump for the for Miami, the presumed NL Cy Young against Corbin Burns, the reigning Cy Young. Uh, the Marlins have plus one fifty eight. Brewers have minus one eighty eight. I'm picking the Marlins. I mean they they. They uh they've killed the Mets in September. They've killed other teams in September. Alcatara is the Cy- I mean with a with a Cy Young caliber pitcher on the mound, anything can happen. Uh, so I'm picking the Marlins plus 158. I like it. I like it. Uh, for for my lock, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the football theme because fall is for football. So so you got to keep it rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm looking at a team I cover actually, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they you know they they've surprised me over the course of the first two weeks. Uh, first week against Washington, I I I thought they were gonna win. They ended up losing. Second week, I uh, you know we 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 were asked you know can they can they contain Jonathan Taylor? Excuse me, and I thought they couldn't. I I was using the Dan Patrick line uh, of you you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. But you know nonetheless, they limited Jonathan Taylor to four first half rushing yards on five attempts before you know completely shutting him out for two quarters, which is absolutely crazy to think about. And, and and just looking at the just looking at the Jaguars ranks, I mean they're they're a top defensive unit in football, and 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 they've been one of the top offensive units due to the emergence of Trevor Lawrence so far in his second season. I don't think they're going to win this game against the Eagles, um, but I do think uh, I, I'm very confident that uh, in a parlay, actually, I'm gonna you know that AJ Brown's going to catch a reception touchdown from the arm of Jalen Hurts. And that the game is going to be under forty-five and a half total points. So interesting. These are these are two offenses that have performed very well to start the year, and you think it's going to be under? It's going to be under forty-five and a half. I think the final score is going to be twenty-four twenty-one in favor of Philly, and it's ten dollars to win forty oh five. So I'm locking it in. Very. I I, I love the Jags. L- love what they've been able to do. But Philly is the best defense in football. I don't see them losing this game. But I do see it being competitive. I would love for the Jaguars to find a way to win this game. Oh, I would I too. I think it would be hilarious, and the Jaguars would put the league on notice early in the season. The league's time. already on notice with them. I mean, they're uh, they're mm, not with the opponents they've played so far. The Colts don't put you on radar. The no. Chargers don't. The Chargers don't put you on the radar. The Chargers thirty-eight peren- to ten over the Chargers. That the doesn't Chargers put you on the radar. perennially disappoint. Yeah, but they're they're still a high-powered offense led by one of the best young quarterbacks in football. And I need to see I need to see I need to see a little more than that. They can beat Philly, then I'll start I'll start believing. 
I mean, I, I mean, I, I respect it. It's the Jaguars. You know, that they're known for being inept. 38-10 over the Chargers. I give them a the lot of credit for those two wins against the Colts and Chargers. Those are two very high-quality wins. But the Eagles are on a different level right now. You know, that's just that's – just, they, they would be playing the only undefeated team left in the NFL right now. You know, that is o- true. The only team that's still unbeaten, you know, and they they look like one of the best teams in the league right now, like top five. I hate to say it because you know I hate the Eagles, <laughs> but it's just it's just the facts. That's where they're at, you know. I mean, things can change, but maybe the Jaguars can be a part of that change. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, ho- I, hopefully, John. Um, oh, I was gonna ask you something now, John. I, I you know I. I hate it when I have something in my head, mm-hmm. and then I'm about to say it to you, and then I forget it's done, so I'm going to say You know what's worse than that? It happens all the time. I hate this. When I love like watching YouTube videos. Like, like YouTube is like, like a guilty pleasure. Like I just love just, like, watching some nonsense. It'll be like sports highlights, the history of ancient Rome, and then I'll be, the I'll history, be on Instagram. The, the history of the Seattle Mariners? Uh, that's, a, that's a great documentary. The Dave <laughs> Steve one's great, too. The worst is like when you're on Instagram, you're like, oh, I want to watch this video. So you'll close out of Instagram, go to YouTube, and you'll go to type it in, and you forget what you're going to search up. That is the worst. That is the worst. Ugh. Um, I think I, I would I agree with you. I think if the I think the Jaguars they beat the Eagles would be a great game. I mean, they have the the two win. The, I th- I think it's a it's beating the Chargers is a good. That was a you know they show what they got. They got that's uh, a statement victory. Hunt, statement victory. Very it's good. A statement victory. I mean, Chargers are a good team. Yeah, and and they beat them by twenty. I mean, they beat them by. 28 points pretty convincing I mean, I mean, that's that, that's insane to me but I, I mean I, I do agree with Jake though you know even though we disagree about the quality of opponent I, I do agree with Jake that the the Eagles have shown on both sides of the ball that they're light years above where they were and that they're one of the top teams in mm-hmm. the league through the early portion of the season I mean we are only in week four so you got to keep in mind that there's still plenty of season left right but but nonetheless I mean the Eagles are for a force Jalen Hurts does damage with his legs and with the addition of AJ Brown, the passing game's been opened up a little bit more too. So it, it you know they're they're a whole different beast to contend with, and and the pass rush for the Eagles too. The last two games, you know, shout out to them: twenty four quarterback hits, eleven sacks in their last two games. Wow! Against the, it, granted, is that it, it was, leading. Oh yeah, it, it definitely. <laughs> they they, they had eleven hits and nine sacks just last game alone. That's that's dank. Yeah. It. it it's ridiculous, and and you know you know that's why it's it, it's tough to knock the Eagles as much as I don't like them either. I I will admit though, out of the NFC East, I think they are probably my favorite team in that division. Mm-hmm. But um, I still don't like them. <laughs> so, uh, so I mean, I hate to see them doing well, but you got to acknowledge you got acknowledge great play where it is. That's, that's in Philadelphia. Yep, definitely got to acknowledge great play where it is, which is exactly why I will keep keep pretending that they don't exist. <laughs> because if I pretend they don't exist, then I don't have to acknowledge them being great. <laughs> Obviously, that's not true. You know, I'm not going to pretend they don't exist because the Philly fans won't can't possibly let that happen. <laughs> They're going to make themselves known. And you know what? You know what? They got they uh they 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 they, they I lost my thought there. <laughs> We're all just having a bad day. No, but you know, <laughs> c- kind of go along with what you're saying. I mean, like you know, you, you're kind of looking around the NFL landscape right now, and th- th- there's a lot of teams that are doing really well. 
that you just didn't really see coming, right? Like, like you knew the Eagles would be improved with A.J. Brown. You didn't know Jalen Hurts would find another level of this game. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins, right? Like, you know, e- e- even though two, the whole Tua injury situation is just completely messed up, the man was balling out before all of that. And, and, and it's, it, you know, honestly, I was one of the biggest haters of Tua. Really? Yeah, I, I, I did not like his game at all. I thought he was an awful quarterback. But maybe he's making me eat my words. You know, he, he he's really good. Tyreek Hill's addition helps spread the, the field out even more. Uh, him and Jalen Waddle are, are the possession targets for them that, that just keep on giving. Um, there were questions about how two short outside receivers would, you know, how would the offense function like that, and they've been able to do so to the point where guys like Mike Gusecki and, you know, Chase Edmonds out of the backfield who was signed to be a pass-catching back aren't even the biggest of factors. It's literally just been a three-headed horse, but with Tua, and I guess Teddy Teddy B. Now that now now that Tua's out, and uh, Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. I mean, it's, it's crazy to see. Um, and under the guise of new head coach Mike McDaniel, who looks more like your local IT guy than a football coach, <laughs> I mean he, he he's doing he's doing a hell of a job too. So so you got to give credit where credit's due. Um, but I honestly. I think the most surprising thing for me, at least so far in the NFL, is um, how bad New England's been. Yeah. What's going on with New England? Because I know, I believe they were o- they were over three in the preseason, and that's like a, that's like a thing, I guess. The Patriots always have struggled in the preseason. No, the the, the the Patriots do that on purpose. <laughs> they tank on purpose in the preseason. They don't want people to know what they're actually going to do in the regular season. Well, that makes they sense. Also, Bill Belichick's also known not to play his guys. Mm. So I, I mean, you want to keep them fresh for the regular season opener. That also makes sense. So I, I, I was a big fan of when they shrank the pre, uh, preseason down to three games instead of four. I would like that shrink down to like two games if I because I, pre, I think that's just too much opportunity for guys to get hurt. See, see, I, 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 I disagree. I don't think they should have shrank it at all. Really? I, I think three games is not enough time to get ready for the NFL season. I feel like there's so much prep like before preseason though. There is a lot of prep, but that's not the same as playing live games. And the extra game adds that much more prep. Yes, it does. It really does. But 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 it kind of raises. And it gives the you a more more time to assess your roster and assess your players. You know, you don't have to cram all of. You don't have to cram your starters into each preseason game to get a look at them, which could end up getting them hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's not to me. It's not as safe to do only three preseason games. You know, because, you know, everybody comes out in the beginning of regular season sloppy. Everyone's getting hurt. You know, it's also just not as, as practical. It, I mean, they would never do this, but I wouldn't be opposed to expanding it to six season games. Obviously, they would That's never do this, and That's the fans would hate it. That's a lot. The, the, the fans would hate it, and, you know, I mean, that's why I don't ever, like— I, I don't get on a soapbox about it and be like, you know, but like I mean, realistically, I think six would be the number that would be like, you know, get you the best amount of prep, get everybody ready, get everybody ready in a way that's safe. Mm. Right. You know, um, but I mean, the way it is, you know, four is fine. You can still have the the your 17 game season if you really want to have a 17 game season, 18 week season, which is stupid, but. You know, it it is what it is. You know, can't change that. But like, I mean, I I think four preseason games was better than three, but it's the way it is. But yeah, and, and you know, it, it kind of it brings up the other point though. You know, kind of like what you were just saying, where you you want to do it in a safe way. The question 
you know, came with the 17th game added, or 17th week added, excuse me, and um, a- and the the minimizing of the NFL preseason. Are more games, are, are more games, you know, do more games have a negative effect, excuse me, on player health? There we go. The, the, like, the answer is yes, absolutely. So six games in the preseason, you know, I, I – you can make the argument too, and this is how I feel about preseason. I feel like preseason is just a glorified audition for guy for guys who are, you know, on the fence of making the roster. It's it's right. a glorified audition, but it's also an a very important time where coaches and players, you know, spend those games to just kind of gel together and get themselves ready for the season. Because how many times have we seen teams come out week one? after even four preseason games, and it's just sloppy play all around. Like, I mean, I remember we had a season opener, season 100 of the NFL season between the the Bears and the Packers, and it was just really sloppy play. Just like really, really messy football in the first game of the season. We've had that consistently throughout the league. It's just teams aren't quite ready. They're just not quite ready. It's a very important time. But it is also a glorified audition. Those guys deserve those chances. You know, because when you take a preseason game away, they're going to play harder, and it's going to put their bodies in more danger. That's a good point. I I agree with you on that. All right. Yeah, and, and I can make the argument, too, honestly. I mean, this is how I feel, at least, that I think the rise in joint practices over the years have more of a positive effect than a preseason game does. Um, I, I you you can certainly make that argument, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say you're wrong because I don't really know that I I don't know if there's like any kind of analytics to kind of show the difference, but you know I'm I, I'm sure that that there's there's merit to that. It's just for me, live game action, like actual real game action, is so valuable and important to just you know, as both assessing you know who you want on your team and also just you know, where your team is at in terms of play calling, you know, team chemistry and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I completely agree. Um, and, and player safety will continue to be a debate mm-hmm. throughout NFL circles. I mean, basically until the league folds, whenever that is, probably won't be in our lifetime. No, I mean, but. we, we, you know, you bring up player safety. I, I, you know, if you want to go there, we had a, we had that game last night between the Dolphins and the Bengals and, you know, I mean, we saw what happened with Tua Tagovailoa last night. Oh, that was that like th- that was the first injury for me in a long time that I've had to like look away, because you know just just the way he was tackled, the whiplash on the fall, and then hitting his head. I mean, it, it was egregious. He shouldn't even have been out there in the first place. So. No, he really shouldn't have, and he also should not have flown home with the team immediately after having a concussion because that is also not that is also not safe. Um, going into a pressurized cabin like that on an airplane with the change in air pressure, that can do stuff to your brain that you don't want to have happen. Right. Luckily, it seems she was fine. But, yeah, I see John John watching. I just watched it. Oh, you just watched it for the first time? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Live reaction from John Harnett. So, John, what did you see from the injury? And, you know. He's like his neck. I had – I didn't – I only saw it once. It was so quick. He like, so he gets tackled and like he he whips him around and he lands on his head. And I mean that's not an uncommon way to tackle a quarterback. 
or even just like a runner in general. Do you, that that that's a fairly it's it's a bit older. You don't really see tackles like that too much these days. It's a little bit older, but it is a fairly it it's a fairly normal way to tackle somebody. It's just you don't you don't see a guy go down as hard as that as the way he did last mm-hmm. night usually mm-hmm. on their head, you know. Right. Ah, sorry. We're making great radio right now. Yeah, it's I, uh, it's a it's, it's just, a very. I mean, what else did I say? I mean, he 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 was taken to the University of Cincinnati Hospital mm-hmm. uh, with both a head and neck injury. He was concussed. Doesn't look like the neck injury was too serious, obviously, Good. because he was he had full movement in his extremities. Good. You know, he was Good. conscious. He they they deemed somehow that he was able to go home with them that night. Yeah, I know. Okay, that's long. I would have, you know, have him overnight at least. I mean, yeah, you're not supposed to go on an airplane with a concussion. Um, you know, but like, you know, it, the, the NFLPA is going to investigate. It's, to me, this seems like, you know, between his injury this past Sunday, which was only four days prior to last night's game, mm-hmm. you know, we there's a lot of speculation that that was also a concussion. Obviously, they said he didn't have one, but... Nobody believes the NFL or the Dolphins. Um, there is an investigation ongoing, you know, between that and then, of course, the injury last night, which had him locked up, you know, in, in the field on one of those fencing responses. Yeah. You know, the nerve, you know, the, the the nerve response when you get knocked out. Um, it 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 it's a very bad look for the league, and it's going to call into question a lot of issues with player safety and the way they're handling things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still better than it used to be 30, 40 years ago because back in like the 80s, you know, you got, you know, back in like the 60s and 70s, they could just rule you out with a upper body injury. There were no protocols at yeah, all. There's no awareness. There's no awareness like to like the, amount, like the extent no, of no the injuries. Like, you know, the extent of like how And, and guys, guys, injury. even, you know, once concussions were becoming a known issue, guys were still like playing you know they would try to tough through it and keep playing because that was what was expected. If you could, if you could get on your feet and play in any way, you were expected to. Nowadays, they don't really want you to do that. And then they didn't wear helmets for a while either. Like when were like when were like the like in the fifties? Like when did they, the, the no, they the always modern... wore helmets. Not like today though. Like they I mean, they, have... they, there was a point where they wore leather helmets, but when yeah, did... it was leather helmets. Those were when the did... first helmets. When did they end? Uh, I'm sorry, that's what I meant. When did the uh, leather helmets like stop? Uh... <sighs> That I don't know, but I know 40s? that by the fifties, by Early by the nineteen fifties, mm. they ha- they started wearing helmets that are much more similar to what we see today. Obviously, they're nowhere near technically advanced; don't have anywhere near the kind of padding, and aren't made of any kind of strong stuff. You know, those were helmets that could break. Yeah, <laughs> um, not very useful. You could throw them off a building, and now it'll you, bounce. You should you should <laughs> see. I I went to the. Uh, the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, mm-hmm. like seven years ago, and you know they 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 had like an exi- they had like a, a display of like old helmets somewhere in that museum, and one of them was one of Y A Tittle's old helmets, and it was all cracked and broken. <laughs> it was like, yeah, no, you can't, can't get away with that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely not. And you know, I went there. Uh, what was I there? Was there in June actually? Ooh. Uh, so nice. you know. I haven't been there since since 2015, so I don't know what's changed there. What they're showing these days. Yeah, I mean they they, they have a lot of things. I mean, you know, kind of like you were talking about with the older helmets is on the second floor, like right when you get on the right when you get like to the left hand side going around clockwise. 
that's like one of the first exhibits just showing like the history of the team names um mm -hmm. you know different equipment that they use the old jerseys everything like that o old game tickets i mean it, it was really cool to see that they, they, they still have that big old display case full of all the Super Bowl rings, right? They do. That's they cool. Do. I was thinking yeah, that's that. on the that's on the bottom floor, like by the gift shop. Oh but, my god, that's so cool. That that, that was awesome. Do you guys know who has like the, the biggest ring? Like, like the I believe it's I the have Dolphins, the pictures right? on my phone. Hold I on, believe let me, it's it the Patriots or the Steelers. I'm sure I believe it's the, it's the Patriots. Patriots. I thought the one of oh. those two because they both have six rings, so mm. you know. I think it's the Patriots' six Super Bowl rings. One of their rings. I think because the same thing in Cooperstown, the Baseball Hall of Fame. They have like I love seeing the case of World Series rings, and like back in the day, it was like a little. It was like a wedding ring, like a wedding band. Like it was very small. And it said like the year, whatever. And then I think it was around the late '80s, early '90s when they started getting like so like they they got very. Uh, what's the word? I guess I guess very grand. Extravagant. Extravagant. And uh, I think now, I think one of the the '90s Yankee teams has the biggest one because uh, I think um, what's his name? He won the biggest one. He won the uh, the biggest ring. And uh, I'm sure it's the same thing with Super Bowl rings. Um, they start off pretty small. They're pretty cool. Like the I, w I would love to get like a 1969 replica of Jets ring. Yeah. So, you know the green, the bright, like the, you know. Gold, I, I I'd so cool. love a I'd love a replica of the uh, Super Bowl 46 ring for the Giants. Yeah, be cool. Yeah. Be how many cool. how many rings the Giants have? Four. Four. Four rings. Two against the Patriots. There you go. Also, speaking of rings against the Patriots, as much as it hates me, as much as as much as it pains me to admit that this team actually won a Super Bowl, I got to admit the Eagles Super Bowl ring is probably one of the coolest ones. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, jo John, John, pulling it up, sorry. John's pulling it up on uh, Google Images. Yeah, right that's now. cool. Okay, that that one that one's really clean. It's not super showy or anything. You know, it's just got the. It, it's also got that midnight green color, which I'm, yeah, that's cool. You know, for for a ring is very unusual because you know they hadn't won one for their entire <laughs> existence, so we didn't know what it looked like. Um, <laughs> and look at like the Rams ring from last year. Oh my god, kind of mid. What kind of kind of kind of mid? It's just so much. You know the top opens, right? That's cool. The top opens, and inside they have a replica of the ball of their stadium. Well, both they and the Bucks did that with their rings because oh, both of them. Right. Because you know how both of them became the first two teams to play in their home stadium for a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So they both did that with their rings. Isn't that crazy? How that like that was it was the first time it happened with the with the Tom Brady Buccaneers. Yeah. And then first it happened time, again. The first next time year. it ever happened in league history, and then it happened two years in a row. Crazy. Now I don't think it's gonna happen this year because the Cardinals are frauds. <laughs> it's oh, it's in Arizona. Yeah, it's in Arizona this year, and the Cardinals are frauds. You never so. know. You never know, man. We can go for a three peat. No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, win some games here. The right teams lose. It's still early, Brett. Right? It's week four. I mean, it, it is still relatively young in the NFL season, so it, it is a possibility that once the no. Cardinals get a little bit healthier in offense <laughs> could, and, you know, and Call of Duty doesn't have double XP weekend, oh. that, that maybe <laughs> you, you know that maybe they'll be able. Maybe to Maybe maybe Kyler should try playing Fortnite, and that'll up his game. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. You know, it, it, they need to integrate film study into a game of Search and Destroy. And, <laughs> honestly, and, and then I though, think they'll be okay. Honestly, though, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> or gun, or gun, uh, won the chamber, a gun game? Like, 
Like right. you could, like if they could integrate film study into some kind of video game form, I think that would actually be pretty sick. <laughs> in 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 gun game, guns one through sixteen are just your opponents. Yeah. And like every time you click on something, you gotta you know you know there, there's a little tidbits from like last week's game and footage. Yeah, you know what? That's a little <laughs> bit creative. Like every time every time you upgrade, yeah. like if you get stabbed, you have to reset and you gotta start all over again, watch all the film again. Wait, you're stabbed? In gun game, if you get stabbed, you reset uh, a gun. Well, you get stabbed in gun games. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, my mind, I, th- th- this might age me a bit, but this my mind immediately flashed to the spy in TF2. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I don't know how much that ages me around here, but, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, but before we continue on the can we just talk train, you know, I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, on the other side, I'll continue to talk about gun game. <laughs> I guess. I never, I never thought I'd be saying that at Rutgers. No. Um, and, and, and. Other uh, other notorious moments, Call of Duty, and in life. So stay tuned with us in WRCU 88.7 <laughs> FM New Brunswick and online at WRCU.org. Can we just talk? Can we just talk? Back here on the Friday crew, nine minutes to go till hour two. Brett Hawn joined alongside Jake Mystel and John Harnett, and we were kind of getting into it a little bit before the before the break here. But you know, you want to save it for your own segment because sports have nothing to do with Call of Duty. <laughs> so <laughs> hey, uh, hey, unless you're in hey, esports, they did, unless they you're in did esports, when we mentioned Kyler Murray. So yeah, Kyler Murray goes into Call of Duty. I mean, the guy on Double XP Weekend plays no football, and it's <laughs> just just a fact of life. But um. Hey, but, when you when you're out there playing like a video game character on a football field, you know what? Maybe 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 it's not so bad. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe not at all. But John, you know, now that's can we just talk? I have a question for you, man. Yeah. Where's my certified cool guy card? At? It's here in the building. It's guy. here in the building. <laughs> it's here in my wallet. All right. The, oh boy. The okay, debut okay. of the certified cool guy okay, card. We have We've been have... waiting three weeks for this, ladies and gentlemen. I have a I. Now, I'm just gonna give it to you. Better this? Can I get a drum roll? Oh my God! You oh, sc- oh, you're throwing at me. <laughs> it may be minimalist. Hey, you know what? It's, it, all, it's all good. Are, I want to see this. There are three of them in existence, <laughs> and one of them <laughs> has been it. has been confiscated. So now there are two in circulation. Series. What does it say on the back? Series three three. Yep. Oh, it's three out of three. Oh, I get it. But the other right, one, certified is- cool guy card with a black verizon check mark on it <laughs> let's go man you're now a official card carrying certified cool guy that is going right in with my rucker student idea that's exactly wow. where it should go that's that important. there you go and, you and, and so when you look on the top here just as certified nice <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go now we're official now when you get pulled over it's like hi uh, license registration you know uh insurance card please and you yeah and officer, go, oh, you, and you know what make people give like the pba card when you get pulled over like i know a cop you just give them that. Yeah, yeah certified cool guy. You don't want to p- pull me over. No, you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll I'll hand them my license. I'll hand them my registration. I'll hand them the PBA card, and then then I'll be like, all right, wait, wait, I forgot something, officer. All right, here, here you go, and then certified cool guy. And there's no way you're getting a ticket because you're because no, no, you're a certified cool guy. Not. I mean, you might not get the card back, but no, no. but that, like, you know what? That's that's, a, that's that's issued to you, Brett. So when, if somebody else has that, it's it's worth nothing. It loses its value. That's true. That's that's issued to a Brett Hahn. That's true. Unless another Brett Hahn picks it up. There there are other Brett Hans in this world. So yeah. I mean I mean it is possible. Isn't it, isn't it crazy 
how s there's just somebody walking around that has the same name as you. Yeah. Like that 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 would that just freaks that idea freaks me out. <laughs> Try having three people named Brett in your physics class. Oh, year high school. I've had, I've been one Jake's of, a more common name than Brett, I, though. You I've been me, like, one of, yeah. like, f like, when I was in high school, there were, I was one of, like, four people named Jake in my graduating There class. you go. That's and, a common and name, And I though. knew, every, and I knew all of them. I had class with it, it, each of them at some point. I was the only John in my high school. I what? Yeah. <laughs> I do not believe you for a second. I also, Carter is very diverse. That is, it, that, no. That, no, I no promise. Way. Promise. I was the only John. Promise. Bring in your yearbook. All right. <laughs> nah, bring in your yearbook, bro. I, I, I promise. I, I, I no need, way. I need receipts. <laughs> I mean, I'll show. I'll bring it in. I'm telling you, it's a short list. It's not a lot. I need, I need oh, receipts. Do we include staff and faculty? Yes. Oh, maybe there's well, a few Johns. Yeah. I was gonna, well, you, you, yeah, you technically said in your school, I'm so I guess that includes student. everybody. I'm the only student, though. I still John. don't believe No, you. I still okay. don't believe you. I need to see I don't receipts. You on that. I, I need to see receipts, and even then I won't believe you because I'll just think you edited it. All right. All right. I'll bring it in. <laughs> I, haven't seen my, I haven't flipped through my yearbook since uh, since high school, since the so, COVID. So you're telling me when when high school English teachers gave you an example of, like, John Smith and Jane Doe, you're the only one that raised your hand and be like, huh, what, me? Yeah. Nah, there's no way. I promise. There's, there's no way, dog. I promise, big guy. Ain't no way. I promise. You're a cool guy. I mean, I almost Listen, it. listen. I'm certified now, but, like, it's also certified that there's no way there's only one John in high <laughs> school, bro. There's no way. This is America, bro. There's, there's no <laughs> way. This is America. This is America, man. I uh, I don't know. It cannot be. Carter, it's a diverse town. Um, Yeah, not a lot of Johns walking around. A lot of, uh, yeah. A lot of yeahs walking around. No. <laughs> what, what? There's more people named Yeah than John. <laughs> I don't believe that one either, pal. I mean, Carter is very. I mean, it was more like sp it was more Spanish. Like it had like a lot of um, a lot of Spanish names rather than like a lot of Johns. You know, you know what I mean? Right. Not a lot of Brandons. Or so, but, no, there's plenty but of Johns. okay, okay. So this brings up a question. Sure. Do we count Wands? Oh, there was a few Wands. Okay. Do we count Wands as Johns? There was a few of Wands. In, no, in, in no, Carter. no, we don't. But I still don't believe you. Because right, I might be inclined to count them. Why? It's different names. It's just the Spanish version of John. They're different names. But they're spelled differently. But they're, they're the same name, just in a different language. They, they might have a similar pronunciation, but they're not the same. Yeah. No, they... they then no, you gotta, then you gotta Juan count. is the Spanish version of the name John. But then you gotta count Miguel for Michael. Yeah. And that's and that now we're getting now we're getting in yeah, Fugazi territory. You can count that. You gotta count Brett for you, Brett and like you know we, we just don't you, do you that. Count, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, you count like, Jose for Joseph. Like, that that also uh, works. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll bring the yearbook in. I've got a few few wacky pictures of me. You know. You count Yvonne for Evan, you know. Huh? Oh, Yvonne. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, but um, you're now you're now a official card carrying member of the cool of the cool guy. Cannot um, see cannot see it, people at home. But I am saluting Mr. John Harnett. Oh, I'm right back at you. So, Sergeant certified cool do, guy. Do, do, do I do I throw up a salute <laughs> you too? Cannot. Nope, oh, you're not okay. Carcarian. You're not a you're not, you're not a certified can cool I guy. Can I salute anyway? You can. It's a free country. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, I had the craziest dream of the other day. That's it at the meeting. I woke up the other day. <laughs> oh, that's right. I dreamt I was incarcerated in Rikers Island <laughs> Penitentiary, and there was. Yeah, listen. Oh, I don't think I told you. So I was incarcerated. I was probably too busy. I had, a, I had a weird, yeah, I had a weird I dream last night. If anybody wanted to hear about it, hold on. I, I didn't hear John's fantasies real quick. So, <laughs> so I was in, I was in Rikers Island, okay. handcuffs and all. You know, I'd walk around. And 
What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Don, just tell the story. I'd walk around and you know, in my dream, and all I hear is just. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, oh, no. I'm, I'm all I'm in the chain gang. I'm like, this is crazy. And when the clock strikes what? five o'clock, and then the warden comes to my cell and goes, "All right, Hartnett, you're out." I'm like, "What? What do you mean I'm out?" He was like, "You're out." I'm like, "A prison?" He was like, "Until tomorrow." I'm like, "Wait a minute. What do you mean?" He was like, "Get out." I'm like, "All right, no complaints here." And he goes, "All right, come back at eight o'clock tomorrow." It's like I'm being like, in high what? school. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And then I walk back to my apartment. My roommate Kaz, shout out Kaz. He was like, dude, where have you been? I'm like, I've been in prison. What do you, what do you mean where I've been? He was like, you look pretty free to me right now, bro. You're not, you're wearing street clothes, no jumpsuit, no chains. You, 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 you were, you were in prison for the, uh, that, that murder you committed. <laughs> and then I woke up the next morning. And then I, you know, I go to sleep in my dream. I wake up in my dream. I go to Rikers Island. The whole thing resets. So I dreamt I had an eight. I had to be incarcerated from eight to five. Now, now this is you. You were, you were incarcerated. Oh, I can't. You were incarcerated <laughs> for the murder that you were on trial for in your other oh. dream, right? Right. I didn't tell you. Did I tell you this dream? I dreamt a few weeks ago. This is probably a few months ago. Actually, this is like last summer. <laughs> I dreamt I was on trial for murder. I don't know who I murdered or why. I just remember being on the stand in a suit next to the judge. You know, the jury's to my left, and like reading out my sentencing, like all rise, and you know, I'm standing up. I'm like, oh my god, I can't even go to prison. And when I look in the back, I see my mom cooking sausage. <laughs> oh, I remember this one. Beef, pork, and chicken. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mom, really? Oh, you got to cook sausage yeah. in the middle of my sink? Now, I mean, she, she, all kinds of, you know, uh, sauce, uh, link and patty. All kinds. I was like, really, mom? Now, okay, you want to hear my weird dream from last sure, night? I'm sure. trying to remember all of it. I don't remember most of it, but I do remember some details. So, first of all, I have to have, ask a question. Do you, do you guys ever have a dream where, where you, you end up coming back to the same place repeatedly within the dream? I don't okay. remember mine, so so I I, I say no, so, not generally. So, so I I I think I've I left this place a few times during a dream, but it was this house that I just ended up coming back into multiple times, and it it was like a weird, it it was like a version of my grandparents' house, but it wasn't my grandparents' house. It was like a, it was like different layout, but it was like well, not different layout, like same layout. But it was all like renovated to look completely different. All the all the furniture looked completely different. The wallpaper looked completely different. Everything. Uh, there were also pets in there. They don't have pets. Mm. Um, my dog was there for some reason, which is weird because she lived in my dad's house, mm. um, not with my grandparents. I was happy to see her there. That was nice. <laughs> there was also a cat. An evil cat that kept scratching my face repeatedly. <laughs> I don't really know why. Like That's half strange. of the dream was spent running away from this orange cat. Do you guys this like look up what your dreams mean after you wake up? No, I don't want you, to. Because you dream in metaphors, man. I, I I don't want I don't want to know. <laughs> you gotta know, man. I, no, I don't. <laughs> apparently, prison means like, uh, like a like you feel like uh like restricted creativity. Like okay, creative, what does getting like, mauled by by an orange cat mean? I would look it up, man. <laughs> Like getting attacked you by, wanna, by a, a All right, I'll, I'll look this up right now. Go for it. And uh, that's how we're going to leave hour one. No, you, can, <laughs> no, you guys can keep talking while uh, we do this. That's, that's, how, that's how we're going to leave hour, hour one, one 501 <laughs> on the dot, hour two, and baseball talk coming up on the other side of this break. Brett Hahn joining alongside Jake Mystel and, and John Harnett, the wild dreamers. And <laughs> stay tuned to 88.7 FN in New Brunswick and online at WRSU.org for more programming.